I've always, I mean, even as a child, I felt like there was something in me that I wanted to share Mm -hmm. that I always felt like I saw injustices in the world that I couldn't quite understand. And they didn't make sense to me why there was, you know, things like racism and sexism and all these things going on that I was like, I don't get it. Why are people treating each other like so badly? I just, I don't understand that. <laughs> like right. I got that. It doesn't make sense to me. Uh, but I, w- but I wouldn't express it or I didn't, I didn't feel, I definitely did not have the space to express it. It didn't feel like there was a space to express it for a lot of different reasons. And so I didn't. And for many years, I think I was a bitter, angry, um, kind of closed off person. I really was for many years. Um, And even though I had all this stuff inside of me that I wanted to let out in the world, all this positive energy, I didn't feel like I was allowed to. And, or I felt like nobody wanted to hear it or whatever. And there was a shift. Absolutely. And I, I mean, the shift has been gradual over the years, but there was a point and it wasn't too many years ago. I would say it was probably, oh my gosh, I want to say, yeah, I guess it was about 10 years ago. There was a tremendous shift. And it was about 10 years ago. And what I realized was all those beliefs I had about not being able to express or feel or whatever was just all false. It was all stuff that I taught, learned from somebody. It wasn't real. It wasn't true. And I realized, oh, I can, I'm allowed to make a shift. Hello, I'm Jazz Hoti. I'm an introvert a highly sensitive person and an INFP personality type. And I'd like to welcome you to another episode of the INF Club podcast. This is the podcast for INFJs and INFPs and for those who identify as being intuitive or highly sensitive, especially if you're an introvert. On the show, you'll find the stories and perspectives of fellow INFJs and INFPs and other special guests, as well as my own personal experiences. The hope is that this podcast inspires you to grow, to live a happier and more meaningful life, and ultimately to embrace and become your best self. Thanks for being here and welcome to the show. My guest today is John Davis, and we'll start with a few words put together by John. John C. Davis is an author, writer, speaker, and musician based in South Florida. John spent much of his career as a music educator for middle and high schools. Now focused on writing, his newest book, Accept, Connect, Heal, A Vision of Hope for Our World, is available on Amazon. And now to share with you a couple of pieces of housekeeping before we begin. First of all, I definitely don't have all of the answers. I'm continuing to learn and do my best, and the same goes for my guests. So whilst I hope you find these episodes interesting, nourishing and valuable, please never take anything you hear from me or anyone else as gospel. Also, I'm not a doctor, psychiatrist, therapist or any kind of licensed medical professional. 
and neither are my guests unless it is expressed otherwise. So anything you hear on the podcast should only be considered as complementary to standard healthcare and should not be interpreted as a substitute for the advice given by a licensed medical professional. Finally, I'm sure I've made plenty of mistakes in this episode, so please do forgive me for those. And with that being said, I really hope you enjoy today's conversation, so please sit back, relax, and here it is, my conversation with John Davis. Okay, great, we're recording. Um, so I'm, I'm here today with John. John, um, it's great to be speaking with you. Thanks so much for doing this. Oh, thank you. Thanks for asking me. No worries at all. And um, yeah, so, so just for anyone listening, uh, throughout this conversation, I might be referencing your written interview, which folks can get um, if they just jump onto the, um, the INF Club website, so infclub.net, um, and you can kind of search through the archives and, and, and find uh, the episode with John Davis. Um, the first thing I wanted to ask, John, you, you, you mentioned that you had a, a couple of friends when you were younger, and uh, it sounds like you're still friends with those two guys. Um, which is lovely, and I guess yeah. I was just going to ask how how that's happened. Have you are they are they kind of local? Do you still live near one another? Because unfortunately, mm. it seems to be a rare thing, you know, keeping in touch for for many many years. Yeah, the, the, there uh, one guy's named Joe, and the other one's Jeff. Um, Joe lives in Minneapolis, Minnesota, right. United States, and my other friend Jeff lives up in Pennsylvania. Uh, I haven't talked to Jeff too much recently, but I do have a lot of contact with Joe. Yeah. I, I, both, I got to be friends with both these guys. Uh, it sounds amazing, but all the way back in kindergarten. Wow. Uh, this, is, this is how long I've known. Uh, and my friend Joe moved away when I was young. I don't know, sixth grade or something. But over the years, we've just stayed in touch. Uh, I don't know exactly how or why that's happened uh except that we've just as he's moved from location to location we've just stayed in touch and it's wonderful i mean even to this day he he sent me a text the other day he said hey how how are you and your wife doing is everybody okay down there you know that kind of thing and we we don't talk a lot uh but we do check in with each other and whenever we do it's a kind of friendship that feels like you know, I could go without talking to this guy for a, a month or even a couple months, and it just feels like I just talked to him like 10 minutes ago. Yeah. You know, it's that kind of relationship. And um, it's, it's really neat. So we just, I just really like the guy, and he's, he, he, he was at my wedding. He flew all the way down here for my wedding. Uh, it's just, it's been a really neat relationship. You know, I don't see him very much physically. But we have a lot of contact, yeah, um, off and on through through uh, social media and texting and so. Uh huh. I, I hear you, and uh, I um, I I in, in recent years I've kind of got in touch with a couple of um, kind of friends, both from secondary school and and like primary school. So you know, many years from many years ago, and um, what's been so nice is. Uh, I think because we've known each other so long, I think with that time and uh, it just almost feels like we've, uh, like you say, we just pick up where we left off. And there's a lot of like uh, just trust that I think is built up uh, over time. And right. you can just dive right back into, you know, things and 
they obviously know you. Um, like I say, it sounds like that you know they know you uh, um, longer than a lot of uh, a lot of other people have. And I don't know. I just I just think maybe with time you just feel more comfortable um, with people because it was quite amazing. I'd not yeah. spoken to these guys for a while, and uh, kind of I started reaching out one by one to a couple of people I wanted to check in with. And it was like, it was, it almost felt like we were back at school again. And, you know, there were no, um, even though obviously we'd grown up, there were no, there was no real reservations on either, on in either, on either side, just to, you know, we just kind of dived back in and it just felt like old times. And, uh, you know, I felt mm. like I, I could really trust the guy. So I think, and I think that's sort of the only thing that you can get from um, long-standing friendship, right? That kind of takes time. Yeah, what's neat about that is you don't have to do all the background stuff, right? I mean, you don't. Right. Yeah, because Joe in particular, and Jeff too, but but Joe, he was always over the house. You know, he knows my parents and say, hey, how are your parents doing? And so there's no background stuff we have to explain, like you're saying. There's already a rich history, like you're saying, with your friends. It's, it's, it's a neat thing. There's something to be said for that longevity. You know, it's, I think it's really neat. Absolutely. And it sounds like you were the three J's, Joe, John, and Jeff. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And the three of us used to hang out together all the time. Yeah. As kids before Joe moved away. Yeah. It was really neat. Yeah. Gotcha. Do, do you ever get to, do you ever go to, um, do you ever get to visit them in their, in their States? I haven't seen Joe for a long time. It's been, it's been many years since I've traveled out there. Joe has come down to see me down here in Florida and Jeff, I haven't seen in, in a number of years. It's been quite a few years. And he, yeah, he hasn't come down here. Um, it's just not his thing to come down to Florida. <laughs> but, but, but I bet I, but I do go see him. Uh, it's, been, it's been quite a while. I mean, and it sounds like you're in a good spot there in Florida. Um, was yeah, it Delray or by, by the beach? Yeah, Delray Beach. Yeah, it's a beautiful place. Yeah, I, I was reading about this scuba diving, uh, you know, weekend scuba diving. And I'm thinking, wow. Yeah, uh, I, I only I've only done that. Uh, in fact, uh, scuba diving I've never done. I've been snorkeling, but only when I go on vacation. So to be able to do that, you know, on your weekend must be quite nice. Yeah, my wife got me into it. She's she's been doing scuba diving for for quite a while, and uh, she introduced it to me. At first, I was very afraid of it because I've always sort of been afraid of the ocean and depths, and it took quite a while. I was I was quite a a tough study, I should say. <laughs> I, I went through, uh, I think I put my wife through some, some real stuff. With <laughs> God, God bless her. She, she really had a lot of patience with me. You know, um, I, I really didn't like uh, swimming when I was younger. I think I was afraid of the water. It was, I used to remember being kind of, I just used to dread uh, every, every week on the timetable when we came to swimming and we'd walk to the pool I, I just really didn't like it. Um, funnily enough, I've never really minded, you know, the sea or the ocean, but I just really didn't like swimming as a kid. Mm. And, and, and now I love it. Yeah. I love Can't it. Get enough been, of it we've, been, we've been all over the world. We've been to Australia on the Great Barrier Reef. We've been to all the islands in the Caribbean, Bonaire, Cayman Islands. We've been Jamaica. I mean, every, and Florida has really good diving. I mean, it's, the adventures I've been on with that really have changed my life that they're in some very, very significant ways. That sounds you know? lovely. Yeah. yeah. Do, do you, do you, um, 
I guess kind of getting over that fear as it were has that uh has, has that been a big thing for you in other ways as well apart from you know the fear of the water itself yes absolutely and and that's one of the things I've learned from diving is that what I've learned from diving is that there's always a safety valve in other words in diving there are safety things that you do that you have to learn in training to know how to get out of certain situations. Mm -hmm. So the more you know how to get out of them, the, the more risk you can take sort of, because you know that there's a safe way out of them. So in life, I've adopted that in, in many other areas that I've, it's not about not having the fear. I still have the fear, but now that I've done a lot more scuba diving, whenever I see something in my own life that maybe I am afraid of or I haven't done before or something unknown to me, I'm, I'm more able to take that risk and do something that feels a little scary uh, because I know that I'm going to be taken care of somehow. Uh -huh. um, and so it's, it's okay to take that risk. And, and I'm, you know, I tend to be a little risk averse anyways. I've always been that way, but I, but I'm taking healthier chances now. Uh, not, not dangerous risks, but, but things that are healthy for me in ways that I maybe didn't do before. And that's one of the things that scuba diving taught me is, is that, yeah, okay. You might be in a risky situation here, but there is a way out and you're going to be okay. Yeah. And what, what, yeah. um, what what has caused the change? It sounds like your your wife's had some part to play. Mm hmm. Huge, absolutely. Well, I mean, it's just going down there and kind of freaking out, which I did in the beginning. Uh, and then having her basically hold my hand and say, you know, it's going to be okay. Mm. You know, you're going to be. Let's, let's try it again. You know, and then I'd jump in again, and maybe I'd freak out a little bit less that time. Yeah. Okay, let's try a new adventure. And I'd freak out again. Okay, let's try it again. You know, it was just what I learned from that is that the more I f kind of face on or head on, face head on the scary thing, I realized that I can actually work through it. And, and so it's just trial and error, really. That ultimately what it is, is just doing it, feeling the fear, doing it, and then learning that you can actually do it. And, and the only way to do that is to actually do it. <laughs> there's, yeah. there's no other way through it. And, and that's one of the things that scuba diving has taught me. Yeah, sound, that sounds huge. And actually, you know, what you're describing there, I don't know if you've come across uh, ex, like exposure therapy, but for folks who have, you know, um, phobias, um, one of the methods that can be employed is just that. You kind of expose, you're just exposing yourself to it more and more yep. over a repeated period of time. Yep. And it kind of feels like, yeah, that's what's happened for you with your, with your scuba diving. Mm -hmm. um, I know you're, you're, it feels like you're, you're quite the musician, John. Um, I know you studied a bachelor's in uh, music performance. Um, and I wasn't sure if you, uh, it says you studied saxophone, clarinet, the flute. Did you, did you play all three of those instruments? Yeah, uh, I still do. Uh -huh. Wow. Okay. Uh, yeah. And I, I teach currently, I'm teaching in the school system uh, down here in South Florida. And then I have a teaching studio. I go to students' houses. That's what I do is I drive around the students' houses and do that. 
uh-huh. but I also work in multiple schools down here, and that's what I do for a living. Um, in addition to my writing, I do that, um, and I play in a, a band at a church down in Miami. So I, I do. That's that's how I make my living these days is is teaching and and playing. It's um you, you wouldn't believe the number of um teachers that I've uh, been speaking to recently, John. Um, hmm. uh, some of them, you know, having to teach from home right now with what's happening in the world. Right. But um, yeah, so many teachers. I I do tutoring myself actually. Um, I hmm. tutor one to one. Um kind of high school maths and uh, the, and the sciences huh. um, is it, teaching something you've, you've done for a long time. Yeah. I, I, the first student I remember teaching was back in 1985. That's oh, how long ago. That is yeah. a long time. <laughs> yeah. Back well, in college. Over, yeah. over 30 years ago, you know, yeah. 35 years this year, perhaps. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, and you, I loved it. You teach right all three there. of those. You teach all three instruments. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how, um, as, as well as teaching, uh, do, do you still, um, cause I know, again, I know you're, you, you know, you, you do your writing. I know teaching takes up time and, and sometimes when you teach something, um, it can, you know, feel a little bit different. Uh, and it, it doesn't in terms of playing instruments as a hobby, it's not always as easy. Do you, are you still able to make time to play them for yourself or, um, less so these days? Hmm. I would say a little bit less so. My, my energy right now in terms of my own personal time, a great majority of my time is, is, is writing, you know, which I've absolutely fallen in love with the last couple of years. Um, so that, that's taken up more of my time, even though I'm out working, teaching. But when I'm at home, you know, I could spend hours connecting with other writers and writing and, social media and all that. Um, that's, that's really where my energy has been going. Mm-hmm. I do spend some time practicing just to keep my skills up so that I'm not, so that my, you know, I don't want to get my students to eclipse me, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but uh, so I want to keep, and I have some really talented students. I bet. Uh, oh my, I have some amazing students. So I, you know, I want to make sure that I'm keeping up with them, but um uh, and keep my head in the game in doing that. Uh, I also judge uh, music festivals around the state of Florida. So I have to, you know, keep my head in the music world, definitely doing that um, to be active in that world. And I, I just, you know, my bliss right now is, is sitting and writing that, that that's where a lot of my energy is going. Yeah. And and we're, we're going to get onto your writing in a second. Um, with, with regards to music, it feels like that was something you know you did kind of from an early age as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, I, I don't know if you remember how you first came across it, or you know why you connected with it. Did you remember what it was about music that kind of drew you to it? Yep, I was in fifth grade, and I had this really neat band teacher. His name was Mr. Strang. I actually still remember his name after all these years. Um, and he sent home this flyer to all the parents and said, have your student choose an instrument. And I saw the word saxophone and I was like, that is the coolest word in the world. <laughs> saxophone. <laughs> you know, I didn't even know what it was. I, I didn't even know what a saxophone was. I really didn't. 
But I was like, wow, that's a cool name. And so when I saw the instrument in front of me, I was like, wow, this is really cool. And I just, I just went with it, really. I, I, you know, the band was fun. The teacher was great. He was very inspiring. Uh, he was a real, real positive guy. Um, and so I just loved playing in the bands and the concerts at school. And, and just one thing led to another. Did it in junior high school and in high school and, and into college and had a really good, some great teachers, uh, a teacher by the name of Tony Salicondro. It was my saxophone teacher at uh, college. Uh, it was Glassboro State. Now it's Rowan University in New Jersey. And this guy was just fantastic. Just such a positive, inspiring guy. Uh, and that's what got me in love with teaching, frankly, is he was such a positive force in my life. Not only was he a fantastic teacher and a fantastic musician, but he was just a great guy. He was just a very friendly guy. He'd have me over his house for lessons. We'd have lunch together. We'd be talking about the world and what's the state of the world and whatever. Uh, we'd have these amazing conversations together. So it, was, it wasn't just about music and notes and rhythms. I mean, it was all that. And it was about the fact that he really cared about I felt like he cared about me. Yeah. You know? And that meant the world to me. And that's why I fell in love with teaching is, yeah, I want to teach my kids notes and rhythms and, you know, I'm going to teach them how to play properly. Obviously, you know, that that's what I'm going to do. And I want to make sure that they get it, that I care about them, you know, and, and, and that, that's what I think is probably the most important thing to me as, or as much as teaching them properly, teaching the proper skills and, and all that pedagogy and all that is is the fact that i want them to know that you know you can fall in love with this thing called music which is it, you can do the rest of your life and it'll change your life and so i almost become i don't want to say a therapist or a counselor because i don't go there but it's kids will come in and they'll say hey i had a tough day at school or something's going on at home or my mom said this, or my dad said that, or whatever. And I'll, I'll say, tell me, what, what's going on? You know? And, and, and then, okay. And then let's talk, about your, let's talk about your lesson, you know? So I love that. that that's one of the things that's always drawn me towards music. And I've, uh, again, I credit that a lot to these amazing teachers that I had in college who really just helped inspire me. Yeah. It sounds lovely hearing you talk about it, John. Um, mm. I, I I can kind of yeah c connect in the in the in the same way somewhat in that you know I, the, the tutoring I do um, and, it, and it's funny you know the the, the who we met who we uh, who we remember uh, it just goes to show mm. just how much of a role teachers have to play. Yeah, you know, we always seem to remember you know that one or those those couple of teachers that we had who just really had an impact on us. Um, mm. And I think you're right. I'm sure you've experienced the same thing as, 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 as you experience yourself um, in doing your teaching now. The, the students really can, um, you, you become more than just a teacher, you know, almost like a, like a, like a, a mental um, type figure. Yes. Um, they can they start, you know, opening, you know, kind of up to you. Um, and uh, yeah, it, it's always, like I say, I, I try and, you know, on my, teaching profiles online I've 
and in parents I speak to I talk about you know yes you're teaching them the material but it's not all about passing exams and you know I, I even mm. even even mention things like you know kind of holistic wellness and this other stuff but it's not always easy to articulate those benefits necessarily because of course a lot of the time parents are paying for you know results and advancement um, sure this other stuff is, is so so important and uh yeah teachers tutors have such a role to play and uh, of course you know we see so many infps and infjs um in those sorts of roles because i just think uh, yeah mm-hmm. our you know introvertedness and our our sensitivity and our empathy i think really lends itself well mm-hmm. um, and i know um you know i've uh I've been, we've, I think we've been connected a little while on, on Twitter now, John. And if there's one thing that shines through, it's your, um, just your kind of beautiful energy, your sensitivity, your empathy. Oh, thank you. It feels like something that you kind of embrace now. Um, yeah. And I, I was, I was wondering if that was, that was always, always the case uh, for you. Cause, cause from how, from, from, you know, seeing you online, it's uh, you seem to be really open and just really at peace, you know, with who you are. And again, I know sometimes as men, um, that's not always an easy thing to embrace. So um, was there like a turning? So first of all, I wanted to say, you know, thank you for, for putting that energy out there. But I also wanted to ask if there was a turning point for you or if it more just something that you've, you know, maybe grown into over the years, you know, this acceptance of yourself. Well, well, first of all, thank you for all that. Um, I, I appreciate you saying all that. Um, that means a lot, man. I really, I really appreciate that. Um, I, and, and I guess the short answer is I've always, I mean, even as a child, I felt like there was something in me that I wanted to share Mm -hmm. that I always felt like I saw injustices in the world that I couldn't quite understand. And they didn't make sense to me why there was, you know, things like racism and, sexism and all these things going on that I was like, I don't get it. Why are people treating each other like so badly? I just, I don't understand that. <laughs> like right. I got, that it doesn't make sense to me. Uh, but I, w- but I wouldn't express it or I didn't, I didn't feel, I definitely did not have the space to express it. It didn't feel like there was a space to express it for a lot of different reasons. And so I didn't. And for many years, I think I was a bitter, angry, um, kind of closed off person. I really was for many years. Um, And even though I had all this stuff inside of me that I wanted to let out in the world, all this positive energy, I didn't feel like I was allowed to. And, or I felt like nobody wanted to hear it or whatever. And there was a shift. Absolutely. And I, I mean, the shift has been gradual over the years, but there was a point and it wasn't too many years ago. I would say it was probably, oh my gosh, I want to say, yeah, I guess it was about 10 years ago. There was a tremendous shift and it was about 10 years ago. And what I realized was all those beliefs I had about not being able to express or feel or whatever was just all false. It was all stuff that I taught, learned from somebody. It wasn't real. It wasn't true. 
And I realized, oh, I can, I'm allowed to make a shift. Um, and then what happened in, it was March of 2018. And I don't remember the exact date, but it was in March of 2018. And I was in my car and I had my phone and I just like a thought came to me and I just started writing it down. It was like, it was like a download kind of thing. And since that day, I've been writing like nonstop. Stuff has been pouring out of me <laughs> for two, over two years. Um, and it was like, what happened was I started sharing some stuff on Facebook and Twitter. And people would say, wow, I really resonate with that. Or that's interesting. Wow, I never thought of it that way. Or whatever. I get some kind of feedback. And I started thinking, you know what? I got all these thoughts in my head that have been going in my head for years and years and years and years since I've been a kid. Because I journaled as a kid. I wrote little stories as a kid. I would break out the tape recorder as a kid and, uh, and, and record myself, whatever. I, 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 was, I was always expressing, but I never felt like I was allowed to do it. And for some reason, two years ago, I just took off the break. I just took off the break. I said, you know what? I'm just going to start sharing and sharing and sharing and sharing. And what has shown up is, and, and I love the story I don't know if you're aware of this. I'm sure you are. It's a story of the golden Buddha. And the, 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 there's this golden Buddha and it's covered with dirt. And then they, the, the dirt comes off the Buddha and there's this beautiful statue underneath that the, the guy never knew was there. And that's kind of the story of my, my life is that there was this part of me that I've always wanted to express that I felt good about. And I always wanted to, I always wanted to let other people know of how amazing they are. You know, I always wanted to express, don't you know how amazing you're, you're like, you're amazing, you know? And I try to say it to my students all the time, but I never allow myself to really just shout it from the rooftop. Like, like, oh my God, human beings are amazing. You know? that, that message, John, do you, do you, was there anyone in your life who, who you felt needed that message? Um, being amazing, you know, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm curious to, to find out where that, where that came from. Well, frankly, some of my writing and, and even to this day, a lot of it is just, I'm, I'm sometimes I'm just talking to myself. I didn't. I'm, I didn't want to leave. You know what I mean? I'm reminding myself. Directly, but I, I, <laughs> I was beginning to wonder. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm reminding myself. And it's always a gift when somebody else responds and says, wow, I really got let out of that writing. I'm like, that's wonderful. And, you know, a lot of this is just my own uh, development of reminding myself of like, oh, yeah. Yeah, John, you, you, you told yourself lies for so many years about your unworthiness and you weren't good enough and you couldn't do this and whatever. And it's, it was all lies, you know, from wherever society, whatever, you know, whatever, wherever you got those messages from. And 
what I'm learning these days is to uncover that. And again, take off the brake and just say, no. Okay, John, you're amazing. And everyone else is amazing. You're not more amazing. You're, you're not better than, mm -hmm. and you're not less than. You're just like everybody else, which is amazing. You know, and I, I, uh, again, it, it's just, it's, it's just a letting go and a, uh, reminding myself, remind myself and then reminding others. And I, you know, yeah, it's, it's um, a big shift. It's, and it's an evolution. <laughs> I bet. Yeah. I am. Um... Yeah, so I'll, I'll, I'll be honest, uh, you know, and I, 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 we've been connected in, on, on Twitter and I, I see some of, you know, the things you put out there. And then I obviously saw that you, you, you released this book, which we'll get onto, Accept, uh, Connect, Heal. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, some of what you were saying, you know, just in the last few minutes, I was kind of getting goosebumps because um, I'm kind of getting the feeling now and I was kind of, you know, curious about it when I was, you know, seeing online and I read how, you know, you received your first uh, royalty check on Amazon. Um, and I've just, I, just the, the sense I got, John, was that, that some sort of shift and transformation taking place. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just beautiful just to kind of see, it feels like you're just kind of just, 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 just shining and, uh, and, and, and vibrating and, and at peace if that makes sense. Well, again, thank you for all. Um, I, I, yeah, so some days I'm at peace. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, I hear you. You know, I, I, I know when I put stuff out there and I can feel it like when I'm putting something online, it always, it, it's, it's an awesome experience because I, I think, hmm, do you really believe that? I say to myself, do you really believe that, John? <laughs> you know, and, and the answer is yes. I'm like, yes, I, yes, I do believe that. Yeah. And, and the reason that even the question comes up is because it's that old, you know, it's the old thought process or the old tapes coming up like, who are you to shine like that? Right. Now, who do you think you are that you're going to tell people how amazing they are? Like, John, don't you know there's pain and suffering and war and viruses and people shutting down? Don't you know there's like terrible things going on in the world? And my answer is that is yes. Yes, there are terrible things going on in the world. And um, we need to support each other like more than ever. So, you know, kindness and being kind to each other and being loving to each other, we need that more than ever because of the fact that there's a lot of stuff going on. Mm -hmm. So, um, so sure, when I post something, there's always that little question mark like, hmm, is that really true that you, you know, so, so am I at peace with it? I mean, I'm, I'm becoming more at peace with allowing myself to express. Let's put, let me put it that way. Sure. Like the pe the peace, the peace is coming in that I'm more okay with taking those kind of risks. 
it feels like stepping into the water and then learning the scuba diving again, John. Exactly. It goes back to the same analogy. It's like, okay, I'm a little afraid to kind of put this out there because this is a really positive thing. You're like, you're really declaring something here, you know, like the book. Okay. That was like, you're you're making some declarative statements here about how wonderful people are and how, you know, um, yes, that's a little scary because there might be some people who say, whoa, you know, are you in touch with reality? Do you really get, you know, and, but I'm like, you know what, this is, this is my truth. You know, this is my truth. And this is my interpretation of how the world is. And this is my interpretation of how I believe people can be. And the people who resonate with that will will hear that and they'll say, wow, I get it. And then there will be some people who will hear it and say, no, I don't, I don't get that. And I'm like, that's okay. Because this, this is, this is what's important to me. And, and I believe that. And it will hit the people it's supposed to hit John. Correct. And my goal is to remind people and lift people up and remind them that they can do the same thing. Mm-hmm. They, that they have a right to stand up and say, this is what's true for me. This is important to me. And I'm going to let myself shine. It was my, my goal is, is to let other people know that they can do exactly the same thing. Right. You know? Yeah. It's, yeah. A, it's important stuff. And, you know, when you were saying earlier about putting something out there and actually then kind of almost uh, doubling back and then, that saying, do I believe this, John? Do I believe this? For, for me, um, it's sometimes I need to keep saying what I know I believe to remind myself that I believe it. Yes. And, and almost, you know, overpower that voice and um, uh, perhaps that voice will, you know, become, become quieter over time. But it's, it's almost important for me to to write down or say things out loud to reinforce what I know to be true. But which again, sometimes, you know, that, that little voice, that devilish voice can, uh, can have you doubting. Mm. Um, oh gosh. Yeah, no, this is a great conversation, John. Um, I knew, I knew I've been looking forward to this for a while. I'll have to be honest. Well, thank you. Me too. <laughs> um, yeah. I, uh, that, that's what I was going to ask you. Um, you seem pretty active um, on on Twitter, which is where mm-hmm. I um, I think we've got each other on Facebook as well. But Twitter is where I hang out most. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted to ask you, John, because I know you 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 identify as someone who is you know highly sensitive. Um, yep. And you know you're empathetic. Um, and something I've experienced with and uh, with social media is that even there, like boundaries feel quite important and, and one can absorb, you know, just mm-hmm. stuff it can be quite noisy. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you, uh, I guess, I don't know. How do you, how do, how do you, how, how do you manage that? Um, Cause I see, I see you on Twitter quite a bit. Do you have certain times that you spend on social media? Do you, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd just love to hear you talk to that. If you, if you understand what I'm asking. Yes. Um, I do. Um, I, well, let me just back up just a little bit every day as I go throughout the day, I'm, I have my phone with me all the time and I have a note section on my phone and whenever I have a thought or a phrase or something, I write it in my phone. 
I write it down. I'm constantly doing that during the day. Right. Either I'm thinking of a, an essay I want to write or a video I want to do or a, a post I want to do, whatever. Whenever it comes to me, I'll write it down because I know if I don't write it down, it's going to fly away. <laughs> you know, A lot of times it doesn't come back. Uh-huh. So uh, I'm constantly doing that. So what I do every morning when I get up, um, it is the first thing. I Well, I do a little meditation in the morning before I get out of bed. It's kind of gets me centered. And then what I do is I get up and I go to my Facebook, uh, another day of miracles page. And I post something on there. Then I'll, I'll copy paste that same message onto my personal Facebook page. And then I'll copy paste, uh, that same message onto my Twitter. And I'll do that in the morning, one in the morning, one at noon, pretty much around noon or afternoon, and then one before I go to bed. So I put, so I put three messages at least up on Twitter uh, three times a day. And then I have something called Time Hop on my phone, which is connected to Facebook. And it goes back and it shows you what the messages you put on Facebook a year ago. So whatever's on there, if there's something relevant, I will copy paste that and put it up on my Twitter page uh-huh. and my Facebook page. You know, so do that. I'm also doing a lot of at work on medium these days. I love the platform of medium. There are some amazing writers on there. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a particular publication that I've been working, putting my, sending my stuff to called the spiritual tree. Um, and God, the stuff on there is just so amazing. Uh, I could spend hours a day looking at reading people's writings on there. So I do that. And then once a week, at least once a week, I create a uh, little PowerPoint meditation video that you've seen before. And I put those up. Um, and so at least, so basically it's, it's three times a day, at least three times a day, as well as my old post, I'll repost. And then on Sunday, I invite people to my, then I have my YouTube channel. So I invite people to my YouTube channel. And then another day of miracles. And then I'll do a like a book boost on Sunday. So Sunday is my big social media day. I'll put, I'll put a lot of posts up there on Sunday about promoting the book and the pages. And, and then once a week, uh, my wife, who is an amazing whiz at social media, this is what she does for a living. Uh, she helps me do a newsletter. So I, I try to send in a newsletter once a week. Uh, to people on my email list and that's kind of what I do. And then during the day, whenever I see other posts, I, I re, you know, I retweet people's stuff all the time because I see amazing things on there. You know, people like Lawrence and Paula and Ritu and Peg Chan and all these people who are just like, are posting amazing things all the time and your stuff. Whenever I see it, when I, whenever I see things up there, I'll repost, you know, I just, there's so many amazing things. And what it is, is I've just made a decision about the people I want to follow, you know? And if there's, I don't know, negative energy or like you said, you know, I'm, a very, I'm a very sensitive, you know, I'm really, God, I feel, I feel everything. And so if I read a post and I think, 
boy, this has some really nice energy to it. You know, I'll repost it. Um, and I'll, and I'll scroll down somebody's feed and I'll say, what are the, what are they talking about? And if it's something they're talking about, the real positivity and supporting people, that's what I'm going to put on there. You know, I'm really proud to say that I, in all the two years that I've really, really, really been like on social media, I don't think I've ever said a negative thing about anybody. And it's not that I don't have those feelings in my head. Of course I do. Of course I get upset about world events and things and whatever, uh, or certain personalities that I don't agree with or, you know, whatever. But, um, but I've chosen, I've made a choice that my social media is going to be all about supporting people. And that's what you're going to see, you know? And so it's a filter. Like, in other words, I have a filter in my mind and I say, is what I'm about to post going to be uplifting to somebody? Is this going to help somebody? And if the answer is yes, I will post it. If it's, is this going to hurt somebody? Is this going to be hurtful to anybody if I put this up there? Or is this going to offend somebody or uh, attack somebody? Uh, then the answer is no. No, I'm not going to post it. Or no, I'm not going to retweet it. Or no, I'm not going to follow that person. If I see somebody who's degrading somebody or putting somebody down, I'm not going to follow them. I'm just not going to do it. I, I'm, I'm, I'm looking for people who are looking to uplift people and care about people. And, and so that's my filter. And that's how I, that's how I work through. And like you said, Twitter is very noisy. And so is medium. So is Facebook. It's all very noisy. And the way I, the way I sift through it is I, I've already made a pre-decision. Like, is this going to be positive? Is this going to uplift? Then yes, I'm going to support that. If it's not, then I'm not going to support that. Yeah. It's kind of my, it's the way I work. That's the way I weed through that. <laughs> yeah, no, that really, um, really interesting to hear about um, all the, those different elements there. Um, it certainly sounds like you're, um, I guess you're very in, intentional about how you're, how you're going about things, um, mm -hmm. which makes sense. You know, we, we absorb stuff and uh, it can be overwhelming. Yes. Um, so yeah, no, that was, that was, that was, uh, yeah, nice to hear. Have you come across Buffer, John? I was going to ask you. I've heard of it and I have not worked with, I have not worked with it. Yeah. I, I, I only mention it because, and you mentioned, you know, I guess an element of, uh, kind of streamlining and, uh, in, in terms of the processes you have for sharing things, Buffer effectively lets you, um, schedule, um, things to Twitter, Facebook, and, and other social media channels. Mm. So, um, like I say, some people like it because it just helps you kind of schedule, uh, mm. in advance. Um, the uh, other people are, um, are a little bit, uh, funny about, you know, having, cause your tweet will say, you know, sent at the bottom, uh, it'll, I think indicate in some way that it's sent to buffer or like links, hyperlinks will be shortened with like buffer links. Mm. Um, so, you know, one can, so some, you know, some people say, oh, you know, it's not quite the same as me showing up in real time and just me manually doing it. Um, mm. but yeah, no, I figured I'd just put it out there cause it might be, it might be something, uh, you might, you might wish to check out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll check it out. You may or may not decide that it's for you. 
Um, I mean, we're going to have to get on to your, your, your writing, John, um, which I was going to ask about anyway, but yeah, no, I was really curious, uh, and, uh, intri- yeah, uh, intrigued when I heard you, you know, kind of recount that moment a couple of years ago where you just kind of started writing and things just started coming out. Mm. Um, so yeah, I, I feel like I should, maybe I should, uh, ask you about, uh, accept, connect, heal. And, um, ask you how that came about like did, did that did that happen from the you know the stuff you were kind of writing that you then kind of put together or did you consciously decide you wanted to put together a book or you know on, on a particular theme and then it um i guess you kind of more uh, uh i guess methodically uh put a put a book together that way or consciously perhaps um yeah over to you like i say i'm just uh captivated by what you're saying right now <laughs> thank you um it was totally organic. Lovely. Um, yeah, totally organic. I, I just started, again, downloading all these ideas, putting them on my phone. And suddenly, I had pages and pages and pages of writing. And somebody uh, at this spiritual center that I go to down in Miami came up to me one day and said, you know, you ever think of you ever think of like putting this together in a book? I love what you're putting on Facebook and Twitter. I really enjoy it. Uh, I find it uplifting to me and I, I like it. What, what do you think about just like comp- compiling it? And I was like, huh, I never, I never really thought of doing that. <laughs> okay. And then I, I looked over all my material and I realized that they were, they, they kind of went in different buckets were themes there there were there were running themes and it just came to me i mean literally the one day i don't even remember where i was but the words accept connect heal came to me and i like i was like okay hmm, that's interesting what do i do with that and all of a sudden i started thinking okay this post might fit in the accept category or this thing has to do this writing has to do with healing this, this one has to do with accepting people. This one has to do with bridging gaps. Uh, maybe this theme deals with racial inequalities. Or, and what I found was that I could put these things in different, in different uh, chapters. And right. so that's what I did. I literally put three chapters together, and I sat on my computer, and I got my my writings and I said, this one falls in this category. This one falls in this chapter. This writing falls under that one. And that's how the book came. That's how it got compiled and hired uh, an editor. And she sat down with me and helped me do the grammar and whatever and fix all that. And, uh, and then I, I think it was in the, beginning of that process i believe when i hired uh lauren Zapala to be my writing coach ah. and lauren changed my life and i don't mean that like to be dramatic but like she has been such an inspiration to me in so many ways and i read her fly, firefly magic uh which 
was a real eye opener to me and really enlightened me because it was all about marketing and, and getting out of my uh, fears and going out there and her coaching really, really, really helped me write that book. I mean, I, I don't even know. There's just no way I could have done that without her. I, I really, I mean, she was such, and still is, she still is. I correspond with her regularly. Mm -hmm. uh, such an inspiration to me. And so when I hired her, she helped me work through a lot of the emotional issues and, and uh, the, you know, just, just all that. I mean, it was just amazing at what she's helped me work through. Uh, and so then I hired Joe Harrison in, uh, in, I believe she's in France. I want to say France. I hope that's right. <laughs> I hope that's right. Um, and she helped me format it to put it in the right format and get it so we can get it on Amazon. She did a beautiful job with that. And then I hired an artist friend of mine, Gina Nolt, who did the cover for me. She did a painting. I said, Gina, could you please do a painting of the cover? I want you to do my cover because she's a beautiful artist. She said, yeah, what do you want? I said, well, nature, whatever. And she's this beautiful artist. I hired Ryan Ashcroft, Ashcroft in England. Uh, I sent him the, the cover and he did a beautiful job. He worked with Joe. Uh, Joe Harrison on that to coordinate that together and so it was just a, this beautiful team that I hired you know with Lauren and Joe and Ryan and my friend Gina and it was just one thing after another and there was so much flow to it that's how I knew it was the right thing for me there was so much flow because Lauren knew Joe, Joe and Joe knew Ryan and you know, just there's just, there's just as you know, Jason. There, there's just this beautiful uh, network uh, in the writing world, yeah. especially in INFJ. There's just so many. Really, there's so many. It's, like it's a, beautiful. Like a, um, and you know, this is this is quite actually fairly newish world to me. Last couple of years, but now that I'm kind of and and Twitter's been great for it. But you speak to one person, they know another person. It's like yeah. now the veil has been lifted. It's like it's just just beautiful, like you say, network of, of lovely people. Um, yeah. I was I was actually going to ask you, John, because you're mentioning all these people you work with, and I was going to say, did you have to seek these people out, or did you know who you wanted to work with? And uh, yeah, I really get the uh, sense, the flow aspect yeah. of it. And uh, I guess I also just commend you, John, for for making it happen. You know, some people thank you sit on. Um, uh, can can you know uh, can take uh, a long time to uh, you know can take months and years for them to and then sometimes they never will put their work out there but um, and I know you kind of credit uh, Lauren as someone who helped you with that but um, mm -hmm. you know this was a lot of work that you did yourself John so uh, I just want mm -hmm. to say uh, credit to you congratulations for for getting it out in the world it really feels like you just um, uh, feels like you were on a bit of a on a bit of a, a a mission in some ways, but then also you were kind of like I say, a bit of flow does help. So um, yeah, mm. no, I'm just I'm just glad that it all came together nicely. Well, visioning visioning is a big part of my life. Uh, yeah, I haven't said too much about that, but I when I when the idea when my friend said, you know, you need to compile this together, I sat down, I envisioned people. Once I saw the cover of the book, 
I envision people holding the book. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I see people reading this. I see people having book studies about this. I see, you know, whatever, whatever the vision I had of this. And so whenever the fear came up, which it came up a lot, I mean, again, God bless my wife because <laughs> she heard me at 11 o'clock at night saying, oh, this is, this is this, this is that. How am I going to do this? Oh my God, am I going to work through this fear? You know, um, and it was just, I had accountability. I guess that's what it was too, is that I would, I would tell people, look, I'm, I'm doing this thing. And to your point, you know, I started so many projects in my life. I guess I, you know, I would start and just never finish. I'm a great starter. In other words, I'm fantastic at starting things. I can always start things. But the follow through and get all the way to the end of it has not been something that's uh, been a hallmark for me. And so that's why I had this amazing team that I had to hire in order to, to work my, to, to help me work through all that. You know, I was going to say, and that, you know, that support and um, accountability as well, I know can help um, mm-hmm. accountability. When you've got other people involved, it suddenly becomes more real and you're like, Oh man, well actually now I've got to pull through because it's no longer just me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've now got other people that I've involved in this and they've, I've, they know that I'm, they know that I'm producing a book because <laughs> I've, I've told them I've enlisted their help, you know? So, uh, yeah, I know that can sometimes help. Um, yeah. Uh, how, how long has the book been out now, John? It came out in December 2019. So, yeah, four months. Four months. And um, where, can, uh, uh, where, uh, where, can, where can folks find it? Um, do you, do you, can they go to your website and, and find it from there? How, how should they... How should they find you and, you know, your work and, and, and connect with you? What's the yep. You, you can go to Amazon and just put in the search, accept, accept, connect, heal. Okay. Great. You'll find it that way. It's on Kindle as well as print. Great. You can also go to my website, anotherdayofmiracles.com. Uh, on my website, you'll find links to my medium writing, my Facebook pages, my YouTube channel. Perfect. All the things on the show. If you go to the website, you'll you'll have connected with all that, and including the book. So if you just want to go to the website, there's a link right to to the Amazon uh, book right there. Great. And and you're on you're on Twitter as well, aren't you? Yep. Yep. Uh, John uh, John C Davis Music. Perfect. Well, I'll uh, I'll be sure to share all these links. You know, when this interview goes out as well. Awesome. Thank um, you. And was there anything else? Oh, you mentioned your, um, your, uh, uh, your email newsletter. Um, again, mm-hmm. is that on another day of miracles.com? Yep. On well, there, there will, there'll be a, uh, little space for that to sign up from a newsletter. Absolutely. You can sign up with the email list. That would be awesome. Yeah. Well, great. Um, John, I just wanted to say again, yeah, thanks again for um, for you. showing up. No, it's been uh, I've really enjoyed it. Um, as always, you know, I, I think I could have spent another easily another couple of hours with you. Yeah, me too. Um, 
And maybe actually, uh, I'm just seeing, uh, yeah, I've just, what, what, maybe one last question here that I have for you before I let you go. Okay. Um, because in, your, uh, in, in this written interview of yours, which again, folks can, um, at the moment, they can just go to infclub.net, and, uh, which links to the Substack. Um, but I think what I might do is actually have some sort of uh, podcast uh, tab that I'll, that I'll link to on the about section or something. But, but for now, they can, you can just go to the, the main website and uh, just search for uh, John Davis um, and the archives. In, in that interview, you, uh, I, I, one of the questions was, you know, advice that you might give yourself 10 years ago. And you mm. said, start writing. You have a lot to say. Mm. Um, and I, I, yeah, I guess I wanted to ask you when it was, when, when you realized that you, you had a lot to say, because it, it seems, that seems to be the case. Yes. <laughs> I've always been a couple of years ago or was it? Yeah. Well, I've always known I had a lot. There's always been a lot I wanted to say. Let me, let me, let me frame it that way is there's always been a lot that I wanted to say. And I, and it's always like, even, even as a child, there was, there was always a lot that I wanted to say. I've always been a very expressive person, but as an introvert, uh, I wanted to express it alone. Like that's why sitting in front of the computer and writing is just my ideal world. It's just me and my ideas and what's got like, that's bliss to me. Mm-hmm. So I always felt like I had a lot to say. I just never felt like I was allowed to do it. Or, or I felt like nobody wanted to hear it. Right. And it was, it was a shock, a total surprise to me when I started sharing this stuff with the world, you know, in public, Facebook, Twitter, a couple of years ago, and I would get some kind of, you know, I would get back, wow, I relate to that. It would be like, what? like really (laughs) like it was a total surprise to me so so it and it was it was it's still to this day i'm like wow really yeah yeah. uh so um it's it's beautiful really it's oh my god it and and i don't know the bit the biggest compliment i can get is somebody say you know what i'm gonna start writing you know, because of what you shared, I'm going to go talk to somebody about this issue or I'm going to do something because you allowed yourself to do it. You've given me permission to go do it. You know, yeah. whenever I hear that, I'm like, oh, my God. You know, it's, it's like <laughs> it's like I, I, I don't know. I, it's, it's amazing what's happening, Jason. I, my life, I, I can't even. It's hard for me to understand how good my life is. My, I'm just, I'm in awe of, of the process and, and I'm excited like in a way that I really can't really even describe as the, as the, what is going to happen next. It's like, <laughs> like there's so many amazing things that have been happening. And I, I just, again, I go back to the community, the, the, the writing community and one medium and Twitter is just so rich with, um, amazing people 
There's just so many amazing people on there that I've connected with that feed me. I mean, literally just feed me like every day. Yeah. I go on there and I walk away after reading this stuff and say, oh my God, my life is like better because of what I'm reading from these people, you know? Yeah. This is the power of the internet, isn't it, John? It's, uh, yeah. yeah, it's amazing. We can, we, can, we, all, we can all be connected now. You and I can have conversations like this. It's quite, quite amazing. Um, yeah. Writing-wise, John, is, is there anything you're, um, you're, you're working on currently or do you have any kind of future plans for, for other things? Yes, yes. Um, I'm working on a second book. I don't have the title totally hashed out, but basically it's going to be about celebrating, looking back at our lives and celebrating how far we've come. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be a very, I don't want to say introspective, yeah, it's going to be a little more introspective than the other book. The other book is, my first book was, can, let's celebrate how we connect with everybody. And this is going to be more like, look at your own life and realize how amazing it is. And look at how far you've come. And look at all the amazing potential you have in your life. Um, that's yet to be realized. And so it's going to be, it's going to be a very celebratory. Um, I wouldn't say self-centered. I would say very celebratory, like let your light, let your light shine. Yeah. You know, let's, let's let it shine as much as you possibly can. So that's, that's what I'm working on. <laughs> it's my next. Yeah. No, thank you for sharing that. That sounds, that sounds right. wonderful. So apt because I, I even just look at, um, you know, I left, I left uh, my job in the city five years ago. Um, and, you know, on mm. bad days, I, I just look around and think, oh, what, what have I done in that time? And actually, there's, there's a hell of a lot I've done in that time. Mm. Uh, and yeah, mm -hmm. you know, it's very easy for us to really downplay progress, um, change, you know, things we've done, um, even over the course of a lifetime. So again, sounds like a, another really... Uh, yeah, a really wonderful message to be sharing. Um, yeah, and, and I want to say, kind of piggybacking on that uh, just a little bit, is what you did in the INFJ Summit with Lauren was just amazing. You know, I just want to thank you for that because there's, there I mean, it was amazing. The, the interviews that you had with your interaction with Lauren and all the amazing people you had on there, really, it changed me. I mean, so I, I want to thank you for that because, because you, you have been doing amazing things and th that summit is one example of it. I mean, the INF, INF Club is another amazing thing you're doing. Uh, there's just so many amazing things. And I, and I just want to take the opportunity to thank you for that because you, you've done like amazing things on that. Oh, well, bless you, John. That's, that's yeah, really, really kind of you to say. Um, you know, the, the, it's, uh, it's always nice hearing that, but I'll uh, share something with you. The funny thing about the summit is um, even now on, on, on the face of it, it was myself and Lauren um, speaking to kind of friends that, you know, you know folks that we knew who we just felt mm. it would be, uh, you know, many of them were INFPs and Js, but, you know, uh, not all of them. I think we had a couple of INTJs in there, but, uh, you know, just people we felt, you know, ought to be involved. 
and it was really just us like i say on the face of it really just us talking mm. about stuff with right with people um <laughs> it almost felt to me that it was like oh yeah you know it's great we were, we were kind of both fairly laid back about it it's just a fun thing to do we'll see what happens and honestly john the, the messages we received um from folks all over the world um mm. I was quite blown away, actually. Um, hmm. I, you know, it almost it almost felt like, oh, I'm not I'm not reinventing anything here, um, hmm. but it it kind of showed me that there clearly is a need, you know, for this community for these conversations to happen. Um, it's it's one of the things which kind of inspired me to really um, lean into doing more of these interviews, uh, recorded interviews, uh, because I've uh, experienced. Uh, a, just how fun and nourishing they are myself, but clearly others, you know, get value uh, and, and kind of healing and growth from them. Um, so thank you. And I really kind of you to say, and uh, like I say, uh, um, it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's lovely that, um, that you, you know, you agreed to come on and have this conversation because no doubt someone will listen to this and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure it'll uh, uh, in, in ways you don't realize, you know, help, something that you said um mm. a few things you've said you know will help others um so yeah and, and just once again i'd really encourage anyone listening to this uh to visit uh, another day of miracles.com um you can find all of john's links on there um and as i say uh if you on yeah on on the INF club website uh i'll be uh you know sharing this episode and also including those those individual links and uh, yeah, once again, John, this is this has been this has been lovely. Um, so oh, it's been wonderful, Jason. Thank you so much. No, thank you. And I loved uh, it. Yeah, no, really, really looking forward <laughs> to seeing uh, what what happens from here on in. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> uh, so I guess we'll have to wait and see. But thanks, John. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Remember, you can find show notes for every podcast episode plus lots more over at www.infclub.net. Once again, I'm Jazz Hoti. Bye for now, and I'll see you next time.